Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Welcome back. Welcome back to Johnny B Show. 102.5 The Bone, Real Raw Radio. Monday night, coming up later in the show, we'll have our meltdown. So if you got something that has you on edge, something you want to get off your chest, give us a call. And we'll do that in about an hour or so. So uh, have your meltdowns ready. Uh, it is Monday, and it's not only Monday, it is Victory Monday. And that is my favorite kind of Monday when we have our guy, Rhett Matthew from the Cannon Fire Podcast on for our Bucks break. Uh, let's go to him now on the hotline. What's up, Rhett? Oh, man, who doesn't love a good grilled cheese, Johnny? Happy Victory oh. Monday, fellas. It's so goddamn good. Grilled cheese, I love it, man. I didn't even think about that. Uh, my God. Like, if you would have, if you, uh, you know, maybe you ran a, a Vegas uh, book, you know, and after it was 10 nothing Green Bay, if you put a line out there like uh, for final scores, how many people would have bet Buccaneers 38, Green Bay 10, uh, 38 unanswered points? I'm still uh, kind of beside myself. I can't believe that we went off like that. Like I, I knew that we had uh, the ability to beat them. I, I knew we had the ability to – to get pissed off and come back and punch him in the face after he did that dance in the end zone after the touchdown. But man, they went off like an angry bucks defense from like 2001. Like I haven't seen that kind of defense from the bucks in almost 20 years. It is, it was nuts. It was incredible. It was 180 degrees. It was tone setting. The Jamel Dean pick six really lit a fire under everybody's ass. But, you know, just the progress that they made from that Thursday night game, and yes, they had injuries. Yes, it was a short week. But the progress that they made, and something that I bitched about a lot last week after Thursday's game, was adjustments. Well, you know, after an underwhelming first quarter, we saw Aaron Rodgers and the Packers hang on to the ball for, what, 13, 13 and a half minutes and I thought they were just going to abuse us all day long. They were throwing those little curl flat routes, uh, and, you know, they were just eating us up. And I'm like, all right, same old stuff. Here we go, 10-0. Uh, to zero. We're playing from behind. Maybe we get a touchdown. We're back into it. You know, the offense looked like it was stalling out early. And, I, I like I said, that Jamel Dean pick six from been there on, the best Buccaneer performance that, honestly, I, me – I think I've ever watched in my life. I know for a lot of people it's been many, many, many years since they saw the red and pewter under Raymond James just flying around to the football like that. These guys played as good of a game as they could have after that first quarter, and it, it makes it a lot easier to talk about it as well. When you've got less stuff to complain about, it, it seems like it's much better of a time. Yeah, we talked about this uh, Friday 
um, and, you know, talked about it with you last Monday. Like, you have 10 days to right your wrongs, to to set the ship straight, right? Like, so you had that, that horrible, horrible, uh, abysmal, just from a, uh, you know, just from a execution standpoint, that game in Chicago, you had penalties all over the place. You had people running the wrong routes. You had missed blocks. You had uh, blown coverages on defense. You had a pass rush really not getting there. You had all kinds of just weird problems uh, when it came to that game, and it seemed like it snowballed. The worse it got, it just it was just too much. And we still lost by one point, right, uh, to a Chicago team that, that handled uh, Carolina pretty well yesterday. So we had 10 days to kind of get it right, and we didn't just get it right. It was like we fixed everything, it seemed. Like this is the first time – um, I believe since 1999 that a team, um, I think it was uh, that a team had no penalties, no turnovers, and uh, no sacks allowed. No sacks allowed, and uh, and they also came. It was one of the first times that somebody has come back um, and beat a team by a more than a, a tw- by 28. Well, they beat them by 28 points, and it was a team with a winning record. After being behind in the first quarter, there's all kinds of weird stats that were getting thrown out today that was like, wow. All right, it looks like the Bucks set all kinds of records and milestones with this victory uh, all in one game. But all you needed to do was look at like look at Aaron Rodgers' face in the third quarter. Not, not even the fourth quarter. He knew the game was over in the third quarter, and you could just see he was defeated. I have never seen Aaron Rodgers look that mentally rattled and defeated man it was unbelievable they beat his ass like physically i was talking i was talking about this with will earlier in the show like to sack somebody is one thing but they were punching him to the ground like a rag doll it was i mean it was like they, they were giving him like uh you know kung fu double fisted punches in the chest like wow nugent you know it was like it was unbelievable it was <laughs> I, I, there, there were some clean hits that i thought man they should have called uh, roughing the passer just because they they made him look like that much of a bitch on the play. His family's watching. You know what I mean? That's embarrassing. I'll tell you something that brought a smile to my face. You know, looking at this game on the schedule when the season started, I, this was my most – this was the game I was most excited for. You're playing Green Bay. It's an afternoon game, potentially under the lights. We'll like to see him wear the red and pewter, but whatever. We got pewter pants for the first time this season, so that's yeah. okay, I guess. But – Shades of Warren Sapp just kicking the crap out of Brett Favre from yep. Indomitus Stew. I mean, every time he was in the backfield, he was John Aaron Rodgers. And maybe it was pent-up frustration from, from playing on terrible Detroit teams all the time and, you know, watching Aaron Rodgers come in and throw 500 yards every year. But just the, the defensive domination is what carried that game. And, you know, yeah, we can talk about Brady. We can talk about Gronk who had his best game in a Buccaneer uniform. But before we get to any of that, like we just really need to show some praise to this defense because without the Jamel Dean pick six and without the great play from Carlton Davis to cause the Mike Edwards interception, I don't think the Buccaneers would have gotten back into this game the fashion they did. And the fact that that led to 38 unanswered points 
is just a testament to where this team is right now because, to be frank, they're in a much better spot than I thought they were going to be, especially this week of all weeks. Yeah, it was, it was just an absolute ass whooping. It's the best way to put it. You could use whatever word you want, pummeling or whatever. It was just a, it was just an ass whooping. And like you said, grilled cheese is exactly what it was. And when when you saw the press conferences afterwards, uh, like Lafleur and uh, and Rogers, they they pretty much said that. Like uh, you know, uh, they're you know, Coach Lafleur. I'm gonna say his name wrong, but. He uh he said, look, we had we had a mediocre week of practice, and apparently the Bucks didn't. And when that happens, you get your ass whooped, and we got our ass whooped. Like he didn't say, you know, he didn't blame it on anything except the Bucks whipped their ass. Like he's and then Rogers said that too, you know. And I'm paraphrasing; I don't have the quotes in front of me, but he basically said, look. Every now and then you need a wake up call and this was a this was a good one for us. Like we're gonna bounce back. We needed a smack in the face and he said we you know we were kinda on our high horse because we had this explosive offense and he goes, We have the national media saying that we, you know, our offense can't be stopped and you know, we I guess we needed a, a, a smack in the face because guess what? Guess whose offense got stopped? Um am I wrong, Rhett? Because I believe I read uh the stat sheet that after their second touchdown, they had 70 total offensive yards after that. Yeah, I think the stretch was 51 yards over like 45 plays for the Packers. I don't know if, yeah, yeah, it, it was a rough afternoon. Tough sledding for the, uh, before this game, number one ranked offense in the NFL, as far as yeah. I know. Like, they, they were absolutely on a roll, and you know, dude, I'm a really big fan of Pat McAfee's show. I like to listen to his show a few times a week. Aaron Rodgers was on there last week. And that's right. it. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but he made that snide comment where he's like, y'all, well, you know, a bad day for me is a career day for other guys. Well, I don't wow. know how many guys are having a career day of zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and getting put on your ass more times than I can count. Dude, they beat him so bad that in the yeah. last seven minutes of the game, we just had a preseason game. Like, everybody, everybody, oh, yeah. their starters, you saw. It screwed me. Dude, you, do you know what that oh. did for my my Johnny B Show FanDuel League? I was sitting in fourth place, and I was 14 points away from first place. Everybody else's team was done playing. The, the three guys that were in front of me in our fantasy league, our FanDuel league, they all had one o'clock games, and they were all done. I had Brady, Scotty Miller, and Rojo, and I needed 14 fantasy points with seven minutes left. And I look out there, and goddamn Blaine Gabbert's marching out on the field, and Keyshawn Vaughn, and I'm like, oh no, and and and, and, and Grayson, I'm like, no, 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 get me one of those one of those bombs to Scotty Miller. They don't they don't beat the guy up and pass interfere him. Then I win our damn league. But you know what? I'll take fourth place. So that none of our starters get hurt, but man, yeah, that sucked watching the backups come in when I was so close to to winning the entire thing. But, uh, but you know what? That that right there is a testament, though. Like that that like you said, that's a real ass whooping when you look out there and it's like it's like little league football. It's like all right, who hasn't played yet? Who hasn't played? Get midget Mikey. Mikey, come on, buddy. Come on. I don't want to play. My parents want me to play. I don't even like football. Get on the field, Mikey. Uh, yeah, so they were just letting everybody play, just bringing them all in there. Uh, they, they were letting people that weren't even football players play if they wanted to. 
You know, I, I believe Carmen Vitale, uh, she played a uh, wide receiver for one or two plays. Like, they just let everybody get out there and play. It was great. Um, but the, the, the thing I love about this is the confidence, Rhett, going into next week, Sunday night football against John Gruden and the Raiders. Oh, yeah. I'm excited out for this there one, in the, uh, Out there in the new and shiny Roomba Stadium that they built themselves out there in the desert. And Unreal. What I like about this next stretch of games that the Buccaneers have, after Sunday's performance, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I think they're in a better spot than I really thought they were this time of the season. But these next few games, you've got the Raiders, which could be a tricky game. I think it'll be entertaining. I don't think yeah. the Bucs should lose. You know, I think they're a better team than the Raiders, but Vegas right. likes to keep it interesting this season, so we'll see. Well, Week well the eight, thing is, the they, the, the, well, real quick about the Raiders, the, the thing you gotta the, you got to worry about with them. What Bucks team is going to show up? Are we going to get big-headed and have a weak practice, or are we going to ride this wave into the same kind of performance? And it's also the Raiders. They come out sometimes and struggle against a weak team, but then they go out and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't think we, we're we not going to know what to expect from either team until halftime. Absolutely. That's why it's going to make that game that much more exciting. But yeah. after the Raiders, they've got the Giants. No excuse. I mean, dude, if we lose to the Giants, it's over. You hang it up. Um, I'll lose my damn nine, mind. You've got week nine. You've got the Saints. Obviously, the Bucks seemed a lot better equipped to go up against the Saints in this matchup than they did week one. But when push comes to shove, I said this on the new CFP today. But if you are a championship team, which after Sunday, you know, Buccaneers look like they could get the ball rolling, really stack some wins together, and just look good for playoffs, you know, but if you are a championship team or you are the team that you're expecting yourself to be, this is where you stack some wins together. This is where you beat Vegas. This is where you beat New York. And this is where you split the series with New Orleans. I would hate to see this Bucks team play as well as they have just to get swept by the sorry-ass, old-arm, Drew Brees, New Orleans yeah. Saints, who always find a way to get under our skin. But I really think this team has matured since week one a lot. and. The level that we've seen them playing at, this is a stretch of games. It's pretty critical. And then after New Orleans, you got Carolina as well. I think you can beat Carolina. So these mm-hmm. next four games are pretty damn important. You win three out of four of those, you're still in good shape to be leading the NFC South, and you want that for as long as possible. But pretty important stretch of game for the Bucks right here. I, uh, I'm pretty confident with the Saints game for one reason. Uh, we're undefeated at home. Yeah. That's that's different. Has anybody even <laughs> thought of that? We're undefeated at home. We never win at home. We're like one of the worst home teams ever when it comes to the, the NFL. I just thought about it. We're 3-0 and at home. Holy hell. It's a brand yeah, new day in Tampa Bay. That's a good feeling to have, man. I'm looking forward that's to when so they weird. put the red and pewter on because I think we're long overdue. But it's a damn good feeling because, yeah. Normally, you have that road warrior identity, but the way that we're playing this year, I think the undefeated streak at home is what's a little bit more important, especially come playoffs. Yeah. I, I mean, right now, I mean, you, you, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but if you would have if you would have said it to be, you know, before the season, after after week six, we'd be four and two, I think anybody would have been excited and, and happy to take that. Uh, you know, definitely four and two is it's a great mark, but yeah. It could easily be four and four if we don't if we don't uh, you know keep our crap together. I, I'm looking at ten and six as a realistic outcome for the season and getting into the wild card. But after yesterday, 
I'm starting to I'm starting to have a uh, different thoughts. I'm starting to starting to you know have pipe dreams of 12 and four after yesterday. I mean, did you watch some of the national uh, pundits today? All they talked about was Todd Bowles in this defense and uh, and how uh, not not just aggressive they were, but how how well schemed they were. I posted a screenshot yesterday that I took you know watching the game at some of these uh, pre-snap uh, looks that they're giving. Uh, that they gave the Packers yesterday. I'm like, what? You have no idea what's going on. They had Sue was at safety, Levante David's at corner. You know, they had a, they had like eight people on the line of scrimmage. You have no idea. And then when the ball snapped, it was a four man rush. It was unbelievable. Was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I don't know. I think Todd Bowles is a. He might be he might be the best defensive coordinator in the league, and he might be the best one we've seen in in a long, long time. Uh, definitely since Monty Kiffin in Tampa. He's he what he did yesterday was remarkable, and if he could keep uh, producing even close to that kind of defense, then there's no reason why we can't you know cruise into the playoffs and and no telling how far. So yeah, I watched uh, Dan Orlovsky today on ESPN. He was just basically screaming at the TV. The Bucks will win the Super Bowl if they play that defense every week. You can't stop them. Give them the Lombardi Trophy. The Bucks will win the Super Bowl. It's like <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Who's gonna beat us if if we're allowing ten points to the Packers? Who the hell is gonna beat us if we play that defense every week? The Buccaneers definitely made their case to be one of the best, if not the best, NFL defense right now. And you got to give a lot of credit to Todd Bowles because, like you said, he has been the most impactful coordinator, especially defensive coordinator, that we have seen in Tampa in quite some time. They threw out that 4-3 scheme that was getting used and abused every single week. He implemented this weird hybrid 3-4. And I'll tell you what, of all the crazy-ass looks that they put out there, one of my favorites is it's a blitz that they run, and they use Indomica Sue as a standing linebacker. And he just stands there. He really doesn't yeah. even do anything. Like, you know, they'll snap the ball, and maybe he'll come and bring some pressure. But for the most part, when you see Indomica Sue just walking towards the line, not in a three-point stance, I'm sure there's a couple of people on the offense going, what the hell is about to happen? And I know Aaron Rodgers said that just as many times because, as we saw on Sunday, he was laid flat out more times than I can count. But I really like the versatility that this defense has shown. And one of the things that they do a lot better than, you know, a lot of the other defenses that I've seen is that they're just, dude, they're so fast. Like they are hungry sharks out there. They swarm to the football. And, you know, speaking of just this defense, the run defense was kind of in jeopardy this week. You lost to Vea in the Chicago game, but, I think Nacho did a pretty serviceable job. I, I like. I think the coaching staff likes that they see he'll be a rotational guy because they also made that trade for Steve McClendon, defensive tackle from New York. But the fact that they saw a hole, they addressed it. They got Steve McClendon. You can still use Nacho as a uh, rotation guy. I like that. But what I'm trying to say is that there's just there's so much to like about this defense that, dude, we could sit here and talk about it for an hour and a half. There, yeah, it, there's just yeah. – there's so much good right now, and it's all thanks to Todd Bowles. Yeah, yeah, I think scheme is a lot. I think you could put a, you know, a lot of a lot of pros, you know, of of you know average to to above average skill level, and they're going to do well in that scheme. But yeah, I mean, guys like uh, Ledbetter came in off to like a, if I've even saying his name right, but he came in off the practice squad yesterday and was taking on double teams while 
you know, Levante and Devin were running around, uh, you know, untouched, uh, tearing people up. And you, when you say you're like hungry sharks, that's exactly how I felt. Every time they ran the ball, I knew that that guy was about to get hit by one of two guys. And, and that's what happened. And they, they come fast, dude. When you see Devin White come in on a tackle, you don't even know where he comes from. He just He's there in a flash, and he wraps up. Nobody nobody breaks a tackle from Devin White. And same thing with Levante David. And that's the talk that you're getting now. Now that we're getting national attention, you're hearing a lot of national pundits saying that we have the absolute best linebacking duo in the NFL, and you could try to argue it if you want to. I mean, I know Pittsburgh's got good linebackers. There's there's some good ones out there, but Levante and 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 Devin White, I mean, it, it's lights out, man. They, they couldn't run. They couldn't go anywhere yesterday. And what made me so happy about that was that that bulletin board material that Jamal Williams, I believe it was Thursday. Thursday, he said, "All I know is I my quarterback knows how to count to four. Okay. All right, buddy. Go ahead. Do you remember? Do you remember that delay game penalty where he just looked around all lost because he'd just been hit so many times? Yeah. 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 How's it feel? <laughs> How's it feel, buddy? All right. We got to do our predictions for uh, this Sunday night. Uh, we touched on it briefly. Uh, the Bucks going into Las Vegas into a brand-new billion-dollar empty stadium uh, to play the Raiders and John Gruden and uh, a team that's uh, it's very uh, – Jekyll and Hyde, you never know what you're going to get. They have the ability to play very, very well. Um, and, and John Gruden's going to want to stick it to his old his old team, you know, the, the, the organization that, that let him go. Um, and we got to point out a couple of key points to the game and then, and of course, get our score prediction. Last week, Rhett, you and I chose the Packers. Um, and I, now Will, Will thinks that I should keep choosing – uh, the the other team because I'm a jinx, right? Well, that's correct. <laughs> well, I remember the last time that you said they were going to steamroll somebody, and then that game happened. So you picked against them, and they absolutely just crushed Green Bay. So I think I think that's the tactic going forward. Yeah, I thought I thought we were going to completely manhandle the Bears too. Yeah, I know. I'm uh, okay. We'll see. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll I'll pick last then. Uh, Will. What do you think is going to happen in Las Vegas Sunday night? Well, if the Bucks play like they did this past week uh, against Green Bay, they're going to do very well. Uh, no penalties. Did they have any penalties this week? No. Right? Nope. And they cleaned None. that up. They cleaned Zero. that up. Second, second time in franchise history. Bucks have been a football team for 44 years, my friends, and it has only happened one other time that they had zero penalties. And also, as Johnny mentioned no, earlier, no sacks, no sacks and no, uh, no turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. So if they the play first like that, time this millennium. Wow. Yeah. yeah. If they play like that, I mean, they, I don't know what they did in practice this week, but they cleaned up that problem uh, in a hurry. And then Ronald Jones putting up over a hundred yards again. If he, if he performs this week, it goes over a hundred yards. They don't have any penalties. They'll, they'll steamroll this game. I'm going to say yeah. the bucks win. 31 to 24. Ooh, okay. All right. Damn. Who's going to be the MVP? Who's going to be well, the MVP, Will? MVP Ronald Jones. I think he goes over 100 again this week. Okay. All right. All right. What do you, what you got, Rhett? Well, um, I've got the same exact score prediction as Will does. I was thinking in my head this whole time. This is a game where 
you know, I think both teams could put up over 30 points. I think the Bucks defense will do a pretty good job of slowing down the Raiders, though. You know, they get the pressure again. They hit home on the blitzes. I think Derek Carr is a guy who can get razzled a little bit easier than Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I also think that they're not that great at stopping the run. So just like Will brought up, you know, I'm looking forward to another big game from Ronald Jones because, yeah, he can throw Leonard Fournette back into the equation, but how badly do you really want to slow down Ronald Jones right now? Three straight 100-yard games. He's playing like a man possessed, and he's running pissed off. I love to see it. I don't even call him Ronald Jones anymore. He's Ron Jones now. He's Ron. <laughs> but I'm expecting a big game from Ron Jones. I think the Buccaneers do come out victorious, 31-24. to And my MVP, um, you know what? I'll say Indomitka Sue. I, I think Indomitka Sue is a follow-up to his uh, – damn good performance against Green Bay, and he's going to be the star on that defensive line on Sunday night football. Oh, all right. Uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'll give my, 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 my prediction from my, uh, my heart first. My heart says uh, that the, that the Bucks are going to win this game 42 to 17. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't want to jinx them. So my real prediction Oh, Raiders pull this thing off in a last-minute field goal, and they win this thing uh, 34-31, a real heartbreaker. Uh, the MVP uh, for the Bucks is going to be Chris Godwin. He's going to go off. Uh, he had a warm-up game after his uh, his time off on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, he's going to have a whole week of uh, preparing and, and getting back into the groove of things. And, and yeah, he is going to uh, – He's going to have uh, probably seven catches, maybe eight catches for about a buck 20 and two touchdowns. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Evans goes off a little bit since he had kind of a quiet game on Sunday. He wants to get out there and, and perform too. And look, we don't need the defense to be as good as they were against Green Bay. We just need to keep them under 20 points and we will murder them. So that's all we got to do. Uh, by the way, their team yes, sir. is uh, they're they're one of the worst defenses in the league. They're allowing 30.5 games or points per game right now. Just looked at it. Yep. There you go. Yeah, they go. they got a rough looking secondary in Vegas for sure. I, I think Tom Brady and those wide receivers you mentioned could have themselves a big day. Yeah, baby. Uh, put them on there. Put them on the board. Uh, Rhett Matthew, tell everybody how they can find you and the Cannon Fire podcast. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. So if you guys want to check out the Cannon Fire podcast, we are anywhere podcast downloaded. If you want to check it out with video, which is the recommended way to watch the show, you can do that over on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe. You can click a little bell icon to be notified every time we upload a video or go live. You can find myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. And if you follow me, I promise I'll follow you back. Very, very nice. You can find uh, Will and I, for all you Cannon Fire fans out there, on Twitter at Johnny B Comedy, at home underscore made underscore man, and of course, at Johnny B Show. And uh, I am Johnny B Tampa on Instagram. Uh, make sure you're following us. Um, dude, I'm just real quick. The Cowboys suck. Did you know that? <laughs> it worked right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just looked over at my TV and, uh, whoo. 28 to 3 they they're, they're going to be 2 and 4 and I think they're still going to be leading their division. That is so pathetic. Somebody All right. somebody crunched the numbers and I guess like as of right now it is mathematically possible for the NFC East division leader to get into the playoffs at like 4 and 12. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. 
Uh, love to see it. Uh, Rhett, thanks, man. I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, we will talk to you soon, and go Bucks, man. Hey, I appreciate you guys. I'm looking forward to next week. Go Bucks, baby. Yeah, you, there you go. Uh, Rhett Matthew, everybody, Cannon Fire Podcast. Uh, let us take a break, skis, and when we come back, uh, we're going to start doing some of this Halloween content. We have several. We're starting to pile it up. This one I love. We usually talk about this every single year around Halloween, and we get a new list, and we have one of the most haunted real-life places right here in Tampa Bay. We'll talk about it. If you got a place that you know of, give us a call. It's the Johnny B Show. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.